1: Welcome to Signal Boost, this is Jess McIntosh. I am here as always with my partner in feminism, Zerlina Maxwell. And we are joined right now by Tia Mori. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. I feel like you've been a part of our lives like yeah. since the beginning. And now your uh, Netflix show, Family Reunion, has been picked up for a third series, a third season. It's the n- number one most watched family series on Netflix. It's just, yeah. it's, that's an amazing accomplishment. So thank you so much for coming to talk to us about that and the zillion other things you're doing. How are you doing?
2: <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm doing great. <laughs> I was just saying today has been an interesting day. I've, I've had a slate of interviews and my power went out in my house. So I hope that doesn't happen while we're doing this. And then, my gardener decided to come in for, you know, a little bit of a, a cameo. For a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I'm here. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling good.
0: I feel like this year is a a year where we we get the time to be like, wow, I'm really grateful for shelter and food and health and my family. So, I mean, I know that you you have a family and your sister has a family, but I imagine you haven't been able to really spend time with them during this pandemic year. Um, and I saw that you just were able to see them on Easter. Cause I saw, I follow you on Instagram. Oh, um, you. <laughs> so I, was like, I was like, I don't <laughs> have you. any inside information. I saw it on Instagram, but, um, but how has it been to first sort of be away from your sister? Cause I don't know what it's like to have a twin. So I imagine mm. it's pretty intense. I have a sister. Um, away from your sister, and then also being able to reunite um, finally? Yeah,
2: you know, it was it was hard. Um, No matter how busy my sister and I tend to get in, you know, life or with our lives with family and children and work, we always tend to find some time to come together and to connect. I mean, we grew up together in the womb. Oh, so that connection is very deep. But when you have something like COVID, you know that damn COVID, um, you know, force you to separate. It's pretty harsh, um, and you know we chose to do that because we wanted to keep everybody safe, and um, you know. So the good news is is that during this time, it was all about trying to find ways to pivot and adjust. And so we would do these things called sibling um, love which were these chats and we would call each other with the whole family, the the kids, it was just the siblings, um, my brothers and my sister with a glass of wine and just check in. Of course, it's not the same as if as if you know, really being with someone, but it was a great way of adjusting. And I was able to get to see her um, this past weekend. But I think a lot of people also forget that my sister has children, which are my niece and my nephew. So that was even harder to not be able to kids grow and change in just a year. Right. Right. So when I saw them, I, it was, I was trying very hard not to cry because I'm just that type of person. I, 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 mean, I feel embarrassed <laughs> for some apparent reason because I cry, I cry all the time. And, <laughs> I, you know, and, and, but not only that, my brothers, they, they, they pick on me when I cry. So oh, my brother was present and I was like, okay, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Gonna cry. But it was, it was, it was wonderful. It was lovely being able to, to catch up.
1: It seems like you have been like preternaturally busy in this pandemic. Like one, I mean, just managing your, just managing your social media accounts is a full-time job. You're one of the most followed people ever. Mm-hmm. You've got like <laughs> 19 million. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And,
1: year has been such a moment for connection via social media because there isn't connection IRL. Um, yeah. We're finding community there in sort of a more meaningful way than we have previously. like how has how has that been and, and how do you how do you see that role for yourself in, in being Aww. able to, to reach people?
2: Yeah. You know, I learned at a very young age um, the importance of using my platform to create change, to um, be inspiring in some kind of way, and you know, I've I find joy in that. I find joy. You mentioned community. I've always loved community. That's just something that I've always gravitated towards. I have a big family. I I really love, you know, my family and my family. They're very important to me. And when I became a mom, I also realized the importance of having a community and being vulnerable and opening up and sharing your stories. Because when you share your stories, you don't feel alone. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And my gosh, were we all in it together (laughs) during during this quarantine? So thank God for Social media. Could you imagine if this would have, you know, happened? And it has before, you know, in the 1900s. With, I think about that all the time, you know. But yeah. to be able to have that sense of community and saying, and say, what are you making tonight for your kids? Or how are you doing it? Or how are you getting through this? Or how are you, you know, dealing with your emotional um, wellness during all right. of this? And I, I mean, I think it's. I think it's wonderful that we were able to have that outlet and me to be able to share, you know, whatever I was doing. I, I, I even posted a video of me making my bed, you know, I, I, I was like, <laughs> let me just show people that I'm normal. And, you know, just like everyone else, because when you do that again, it makes you feel like you're not alone.
0: No, it's true. And making your bed for some reason, it makes me feel like I am the most accomplished human being. Like I'm like <laughs> off to a start. I am like, look at me. I am like you can't touch me now because and then like if I can get thirty ounces of water, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. I have the You're goal doing good. right? I'm like, how do people drink a gallon? How? How is there time to like go to the bathroom that many times? But anyway, point <laughs> is, is that I'm working. I, I on actually those have
2: things. a very, I have a very great, I have a great tip with that. So there's this really cool jar that I, I have. Well, it's, a, it's a gallon basically, not a, it's a jug, um, and it has times on it. Oh, I so, can that on Amazon. Yeah, that's a good idea. That, yes, yeah. that is very helpful. That's what got me through, um, uh, getting through a gallon. But I'm with you on using the bathroom. I was like, oh my god, I don't know Yo, that it's like like every <laughs> every ten minutes, and I'm like, how do you yeah. get any work
0: done? I
2: don't
1: know. Yeah, it's not- fine if we're all sitting at home in close proximity yeah. to our bathrooms at all times. You can actually do it. When you get back out in the world, you can. You're taking the yeah, subway. It's tough. Like
2: there's yeah. no. It's, it's tough.
0: And then it's heavy. You're like, oh, yeah. You got to carry these drugs around all day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Life is hard. I tell you. No. Yeah. In terms of sharing um, things, you know, one of the things that you also do in addition to acting um, is you have answer, which is vitamins and wellness products for just because you you dealt with endometriosis and and you're the discovery and trying to figure out, you know, the diet and the the wellness Mm -hmm. plan for yourself. This mm-hmm. is like the new bastion of wellness because wellness, the mm-hmm. whole fitness diet, all the whole industry is geared towards white women, just to be hundred mm-hmm. percent honest about it. So how did you mm-hmm. first, how did you, you know, find out that you, you had endometriosis mm-hmm. because I know that was like a lot of doctors to try to figure it yes. out, and of course it was a black woman that told you, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. figured it out. So talk about that journey and, and, and about the wellness products that you have.
2: Yeah. So you mentioned journey, it was definitely a journey, Um, trying to just figure out what was going on with my body. And I knew something wasn't normal and not right when, you know, I wanted to call an ambulance after having so much pain um, during my menstrual cycles. So um, I would go to my doctor and my doctor would just not really take my symptoms very seriously. And unfortunately, unfortunately, that tends to happen with a lot of African-American women for some reason. And I do not know why, um, but unfortunately I'm not alone in that. So I would go from doctor to doctor to doctor, but I became my own advocate for my wellness and my health and I did not give up. Thank God, one of my friends who um, I had known, she saw how I was struggling. And she said, I have this incredible doctor. Um, She's wonderful. I think she knows what could be potentially going on. And she um, was a gynecologist. Um, She's now retired. But um, I saw her, I went to see her and she's an African American. And as soon as I sat down and told her my symptoms, she knew right away what I had. But with endometriosis, in order for you to be properly diagnosed, you have to have surgery. So they have to go in with the scope. And then they, you know, check to see Mm -hmm. um, scar tissue build up and all of that. And we ended up doing that. Um, And I was just relieved. I was so relieved that finally, someone took my symptoms very seriously, someone understood the condition that I had, and then pointed me in the right direction. And how she did that was, you know, I had another surgery, because endometriosis its very difficult. Um, There really is no cure. But what's really weird is they say that once you have a baby and have children, which endometriosis is fertility. So once you get there and you're able to have children, then for some reason, it just starts to um, suppress in some kind of way. Um, But anyway, my point is, after two surgeries, my doctor pointed me in the right direction. And she was like, Look, if you want to continue to have surgery after surgery. And she had put me on pain meds too, that just was not working. Um, birth control pills that just was not working within my symptoms. She said, you're going to have to change your lifestyle. And that's exactly what I did. And I went on this journey of seeing how food can be medicine. Um, I learned about gut flora, gut health, how that's the basically the, the center of your immunity. And I had never known that before. Yeah. And then when I was on my journey, I saw how everything was just so... Pricey and um, not tangible when it came to being affordable, you know, for everyone. And I saw that that you know there was no diversity when I was on this journey to help my health and just wellness in general. So I didn't see any representation, and I wanted to change that narrative. I wanted to I wanted to change the narrative um, and you know, include women of color and women of diversity within this conversation that we're having about wellness and about our health. And so I saw a huge change and a shift in my health with taking supplements. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very um, adamant about making sure that I do that for my health and my wellness. And I see a huge difference with my endometriosis as well, just eating healthier, um, making healthier choices, working out, meditating, and just taking care of myself. And mm-hmm. so I just came out with answer a supplement line, and we have everything for everyone, from uh, children to men, to um, we have this immunity defense lineup with our um, vitamin C, our elderberry, our immunity boost, lots and lots of stuff. Um, I'm currently up, I mean, I'm over everything, but I'm currently obsessing over the heartbeat superfood, which is a powder um, that you can put in water or in your smoothies. And I wanted to come out with this product because I know with African American women and with women in general, we have a high percentage of heart disease. Um, So I wanted to definitely put a spotlight on that as well. And this powder has beets, um, spinach, acai, um, cranberries, just Everything that's great for you in one little scoop, making it again affordable.
0: Oh, I'm, that sounds I'm like into something the, you can put I'm in into your into putting, jug. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But, Jess, <laughs> but Jess knows I am like very quick to put like some sort of powdered something in my water and drink that <laughs> instead of yeah. regular water. But um, but also just because like we, you know, we're not in New York City now. But when you're living, you know, and you're doing that commuting lifestyle you need stuff where you can just your vitamins that way, because I don't have time to sit down and eat a whole meal with a fork and a knife. Who has, time for yes. <laughs> <that>? <laughs> Who has time for
1: that? If you do have time for that, if you do have time for whole meals, like you actually use this thinking in cooking as well. And you have yes. your whole new cookbook. You've got a second cookbook yes. coming out. Yes. Yes. Is, that
2: ba- is that based on the same principles that like what we, what we put in is medicine? Yes. So with Whole New You, that's what that whole book is about. It's about understanding how food can be medicine, how certain foods can either exacerbate or suppress your underlying conditions, um, all living something, like migraine, or some sort of autoimmune issue. And when you understand the power of food and how all of that just correlates with your wellness, it's just mind blowing. Um, and when I was on my wellness journey, I learned, cause I love food. I love food. So I was like, you mean I can't have pizza again? You mean I can't have fries again? No, I just found other ways on how you can, um, you know, switch out some alternatives to make it healthier, but still incredibly delicious. So Whole New You is about uh, mainly about that um, and understanding your body and food and and how that, you know, plays a huge role, food. And uh, The Quick Fix Kitchen, it's also about making healthier choices when it comes to feeding your children. But this book is like more about these were the, the the meals that I was making with my children. So it's like, you know, for the whole entire family to enjoy. It's, it's showing how being in the kitchen can be fun, how it's not overwhelming, how you can make some healthier alternatives. Um like, you know, Alfredo sauce, instead of using lots of creams and milk, you can do it with a cauliflower and your kids will never know. Um, and then practicality, right? When you're a busy working mom or just busy in general, how do you get food on the table? Well, I have quick, easy recipes with less mess cleanup. Um, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm encouraging people um, to, you know, organize their kitchen, it, it's like I'm, I'm helping guide you um, with the whole cooking process. I love that because I need a lot
0: of guidance when it comes to cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the running, running theme on the show is like, I just, my mom did the thing where she taught me and then I knew it up until like age 27. And then oh. as soon as I sort of like, it was like I deprioritized sort of like having uh-huh. this skill for like marriage. And, and just sort of was like, I, I'm just going gonna to do what I want. And then I like can't do it. Like I, I need to practice is what, what I'm saying. See, my mom
1: wouldn't teach me anything because she thought that was the only way I would come home. So I had to learn on my own sort of learning cooking as an act of rebellion. So, of course, it stuck. And we were, you know, oh, we're going to work.
0: <laughs> we were going to work wow. this year on your cooking, but. Yeah. It I know. Uh, it's a lot.
2: I got lot. you girl. I got you. I know. The, the book I, will I help it. you. It'll tell you all the tools that you need, the essential, you know, I got you. I, I, need, so, I need that help.
0: I
1: want <laughs> to ask about family reunion because it was nominated for the NAACP image award for outstanding children's program two years in a row. You have an all black writing staff. Like, can, can we talk about that experience and maybe how that has differed from the, the many, many, many other shows that you have been a part of over, you know, the last few decades?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned I've been in a lot of television shows and I will have to say that this was one of the first shows where there was an all black writer staff, um, which is pretty unfortunate. I mean, of course, you know, people can be able to learn about people's stories from a, you know, cultural perspective, and then be able to to apply it. But it's just so amazing when you actually have people who have lived through these moments, they know what it's like to be in this world and be (laughs) black. And that's really the only way that you could understand how a person really navigates um, and goes through this thing called life. So I think, find that that's one of the, one of the successes of the show, um, on how we've been able to keep this show very authentic to the culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm a huge fan of representation. I understand how representation is so important and how it matters and what it does to a community. When you see um, you and your stories being valued in such a way, it becomes bigger than me it becomes bigger than and that's what keeps me motivated and what keeps me continuing to do what I do um when I look past that that television is very um, powerful in people you know around the world so to be able to have that authenticity um with the show I think it makes it very special
0: I I love it I mean it's it's the way that I talk and my family talks, you know, in a lot um, of ways, right? There's a lot of like mm-hmm. lines that you're like, "Oh, yep, that's so true." Because like I would say, no, that, what about the the that. one
2: about the dog? So there's yes. there, there's there's a line <laughs> in the show about you know, in, in black culture, we do not let dogs kiss us in the mouth. That's just something that we just <laughs> not really do. I, just I let my we,
0: <laughs> we don't touch, but we like put the nose up. <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah you, it just, it, and so especially in the, the 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 old school, you know, like old school way of, of parenting and living, they just don't believe in that. You know what I mean? Right. And so for us to be able to ride a line like that in there, you have had to have gone through right. that moment, you know. And then when you watch it on television, you're laughing so loud because you're like, yeah, 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 I could totally relate to that. I could totally get that.
0: It's so true. So. Um. <laughs> yeah. I think we have time for one more question. Um, (laughs) And um, one of the things I I was thinking about this morning is like, there's a debate on Twitter right now about just body image and airbrushing and retouching. And I don't want to get into all that, but I thought you were a very interesting person to ask because you grew up in the spotlight as an adolescent and you had to go through your teenage years in public as a a person. I imagine that came with some body image uh, challenges and that you had to navigate and just sort of, you know, come to a place where you had a healthy relationship. How did you do that? Um, Because teenager and then being on television, that's a lot,
2: you know? You know, how I did that was I learned and it takes time. It takes time. I learned how to love myself. It's about loving you. Because if you really love you, and if you have a relationship with you,
0: then no matter
2: what anybody says out there, will affect you in that way. Now, of course, it's easier said than done. Right. But there is a moment where whenever I get sick and tired of being sick and tired, that's when I feel like there's always a shift. There's always a change within me. And then also when I start to see that this isn't just about me, mm-hmm. I know that there are many other women, there are many other people out there looking at me again, like I told you at the beginning of this interview, I've, I've understood the power of having a platform and using that platform for good. So I said, you know what, I may not feel comfortable with, you know, my stomach, the way it looks right now. Or I have stretch marks, but I'm gonna share it. And I'm gonna share it to the world. And I'm I'm gonna let them know, this is me. This is who I am. And then when you see people say, wow, she loves her grades. She loves her body the way it is. Then I guess I should too. It's okay to love yourself. It's okay. We live in a society that's so obsessed with perfection. And again, I wanted to change the narrative like I wanted to change the narrative with answer. I wanted to change the narrative that beauty is not perfection. Beauty is who you are, who you are naturally. So if we show that instead of hiding it, then maybe people will get the point and say, wow, do you realize how easy it is to be yourself? Yeah. It's so easy to be <laughs> it's yourself. It's much easier. Yeah, saying. yeah. It's much easier. So why would you want to put yourself through all of that? And so that's what I'm saying. I learned. I was in this business at such a young age, and I got, got tired of you know, like no, 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 no. Defending. I'm gonna be myself. If you love me, you love me. Great. If you don't, I love it. That's, it. That, <laughs> no, need, so, that is the so energy <laughs> yeah.
1: that we need Keep to carry into 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. Tia Mari,
2: thank you so much uh, for hanging
1: out with us today. You. Best of luck with season thank three so and much. everything
2: uh, else that you're doing. Thank you guys so much. Have a good one.
1: Thank you all so much for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Zerlina Maxwell, at Jess underscore MC and at Signal Boost Show.